Well, we got locked into a, a stable weather pattern uh, where we had a very strong ridge of high pressure over the eastern Pacific and Alaska, and that forced all the cold air down over eastern North America. And uh, this was it's a very stable weather pattern when we get into that. We saw it last winter, and unfortunately we saw it in the month of February. We didn't hear uh, a lot the phrase polar vortex like we did last year. Uh, this was a different sort of setup then? No, it's a very similar. Uh, I think uh, polar vortex was just the uh, popular word of the year last year. And, and it's a little misnomer. There's always a polar vortex, even in the summer. Uh, what happens whenever we get cold weather uh, coming down from uh, northern Canada or the Arctic region, a little piece of that polar vortex, a piece of energy off of the polar vortex, sort of breaks off and uh, moves down over eastern North America. And when that happens, we get into the cold air, whether it's the spring or the fall or the winter. Uh, it's just it's just one of those uh, phrases that caught on last year. And I, I think the time of the word of polar vortex, its time was done, and so nobody really mentioned it too much this year. We didn't get a lot of snow in February besides that one big storm that started the month on the 1st, and that layer is still on the ground. Uh, is it because it was so cold that we didn't see as much snow last month? Uh, not really. Uh, last year was uh, an even colder winter overall, and, of course, we had record snowfall. Uh, we had just uh, the, the slightest of an El Nino year, which kind of promoted a, uh, a split flow in our jet stream. So we had this very strong polar jet stream diving uh, to the south across the central plains. And then we also had a fairly strong uh, jet stream going across the very southern tier of the United States. Uh, and so those two uh, jet streams where they met up uh, was over the south and the east coast. And so that's where you saw most of the storm activity is to our south and over the east coast. And and every once in a while, uh, those two uh, um, uh, storm tracks met over the Great Lakes, like in the very beginning of the month. Uh, and last year, the, the jet stream structure was a lot different uh, since we weren't quite at that weak El Nino stage. And so, yeah, it's that weak El Nino that kind of promoted those two different uh, storm tracks uh, and where they met up. And, and that kind of kept us out of the big storms. If it had been farther north, uh, would we have seen the kind of snow like they've been getting uh, in Boston, for example? Yeah, well, maybe not quite as much as they had, because they have the Atlantic Ocean, a big source of moisture just off shore. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, that's basically what happened last year, is all the uh, storm phasing happened over the Ohio Valley, which put us into um, snowstorm after snowstorm. And that's kind of what Boston has seen. When you put February together with December and January, where will this winter rank as far as how cold it's been? Uh, we're going to be a, a top 20 uh, uh, coldest uh, winter uh, when you factor everything in. Um, maybe just outside the top 20. Uh, but uh, last year, for example, we were number, number 8. Uh, so that puts into perspective. And the main reason for that is December was well above average. We were almost 5 degrees above average in the month of December. And that's going to throw off all the winter stats. Uh, we didn't, didn't even have any snow in the month of December, any measurable snow here in Detroit. Uh, we kind of forget that being so long ago how, how mild that was uh, way back there in December. But... Yeah, overall, um, uh, just outside of the top 20 for the, for the winter season for Detroit.